Welcome to Down by the Bank, episode 40. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Down by the Bank is sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub with Pinglehead Brewing Company on site. They're located at 14B Blanding Boulevard in Orange Park, Florida. You can see them at brewerspizza.com. And then we also uh, share a lot of their stuff on our social media page as well. Uh, Delicious stuff, great pizza, great beer. Definitely check them out. And definitely follow them on Facebook because they post a lot of content about their new menu items all the time. Definitely uh, check them out. Today we have a super special guest with us. Um, That guest is Tad Dickman, the Senior Manager of Public Relations with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Tad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I don't know about super special, but I appreciate you guys having me on, so thank you. Uh, I don't know. We we consider you super special as far as a guest goes. So Yeah, we, we get tired of hearing each other talk and go back and forth <laughs> on different things. And we think sometimes that our off-recorded uh, content may be a little bit better than our on-recorded content. So it's always good to have someone different. Uh, you know, again, thanks for uh, being on the show. I would say you could just carry a microphone around with you or a recorder and, and keep those conversations on the air, but that that could get a little fishy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, and also, if you guys aren't already, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're uh, a big Jaguars fan already, but if you don't already follow Tad on Twitter, uh, definitely a must-follow. He shares a lot of good information on there. Um, you can follow him at uh, tdickman89, uh, so definitely check him out on there. Uh, so to kind of get started, speaking of Twitter, you're a big fan favorite of fans on social media, especially Twitter. Um, that being said, with your position um, as the senior public relations manager, tell us a little bit about what your day looks like in, in your role with the team. Like what what happens when you first, you know, get started for the day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of my favorite parts about the job is that, you know, every every time when you wake up and you walk into the building, walk into the stadium, you know, every, every day is its own experience. Um, you know, every situation that comes up. Uh, everything that we're doing and, and trying to help with our media, help our team, uh, like you mentioned with the social media, you know, there's so many different avenues uh, of ways that we can connect our organization with our fan base. Uh, so, you know, no, no two days are the same, but, um, you know, for us right now, we're, we're in the off season, which is incredibly different than you know, our normal day-to-day life during the, during the regular season. Um, so right now, you know, we're, we're more focused on getting prepared. Um, you know, we have OTAs coming up in a couple of weeks. Our players are reporting uh, on April 17th. Uh, so, you know, a lot of exciting things just, just occurred. Um, the, the drafts in a couple of weeks just went through free agency. So, you know, for us, it's more kind of project by project during the off season. Whereas when we're in the regular season, um, you know, we have our set schedule, you know, our week to week stuff and our day to day stuff where we're, you know, we have our media availabilities. Our quarterback will talk. Our head coach will talk. Our coordinators will talk. Um, we're going through all that stuff. Meanwhile, our staff is putting together our weekly game release. Uh, we're working with the broadcast partner. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is fairly repetitive, but, you know, just like you guys know, with each game, with each practice, the storylines are changing. The team dynamic is changing. The culture, the culture of the organization is altering. Um, so with all that, you know, we as the PR department, we really need to be on top of all that stuff uh, and able to help the team and, uh, and our players articulate that, you know, in, in their dealings with the media and the dealings with the fan base. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a fun question that we often get asked a lot. You know, what is, what is our day like? And that's the best part. You know, no two days are the same. Uh, I think for me, I, I don't know what I would do. If, if I wasn't doing this, because I, I, I love every aspect of it. I love how it's so dynamic and constantly changing and so challenging. Um, I, I'm very appreciative of, of the opportunity that I have. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what would you say the biggest difference is, or, or maybe a better way to say it is, how much sleep do you get in the off season versus the regular season? How much more intense is it in the regular season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we all know, the this day and age of the media landscape, you know, it's, it's 24-7. 
Um, so you, whatever happens, whether it's at 5 a.m. Or, or midnight, you know, you have to be aware and be responsive and, and be able to handle those type of, of situations when they arise. Uh, I would say that my, my sleep schedule in the off season is definitely a little bit better than the regular season. Um, you know, most days during the regular season, I'm waking up at five and going to bed around like 12 or one. Um, whereas this time of year, it's more, you know, probably waking up at six and going to bed at 11. Um, but I mean, as you guys know, that, that stuff is so, so fluctuating. It's always different. Yeah, it, it can, uh, definitely, I'm sure take a toll on you during a busy, uh, you know, 17 week season. Um, and then, you know, you joined the team in 2013 and you work with the Giants. And uh, so what's it, what's it like? You know, the Jags, you know, people are realizing, although unfortunately we're not winning any games yet, we're kind of, the Jags are kind of a different animal. So what's it like working with the Jags compared to other uh, professional sports teams you work with before? Yeah, my so when I graduated uh, graduated college, first job was working at DC United with the Major League Soccer. Um, you know, it, it was a very unique experience, uh, incredibly small organization, uh, but you really get to get your hands dirty and get to work in a bunch of different departments. Uh, tried a lot of different things. So it was, you know, I think with that experience, I became very appreciative of what everyone else in the organization does. And then going to the Giants that summer, that was the summer of 2012, um, you know, that incredible organization. I think everyone around the NFL and in the NFL community and, and the fans all have an appreciation and a respect for the New York Giants uh, with Mr. Barra. Um, at that time, Coach Coughlin was there as the head coach. Um, and, and just being able to be, you know, to be a part of that organization, to see it from the inside out, uh, to see how the players conduct themselves and, and everyone. Um, very, very interesting to be a part of that. And for that to be my first experience in the NFL. Um, the, the media market there is incredibly different than Jacksonville, obviously. Um, but with that, you know, you, it's the same. You're, you're going through the same experiences, just on a different scale. So um, through that experience with the Giants, I ended up working the Super Bowl. And at, at the Super Bowl, I met Dan Edwards, uh, the Jaguars senior vice president. So he's been a part of the Jaguars organization since day one. Um, was the was the original PR director down here and has obviously stayed with the team through the, the 24 years. Um, and when, when they had a job opening come up in April of 2013, I uh, interviewed and was lucky enough to get the opportunity. And, you know, the first thing coming down here, it, it is, it's very cool to see how open um, and honest everyone is. You know, everyone has the same goals. And, and obviously, like you said, you know, we're all, everyone's trying to get the, get everything turned around and go in a positive direction. Um, but it, it's not because of lack of effort, you know, from, from the business side to the players, um, you know, I get to see it up close and personal, but everyone's working hard. Uh, I think one thing that's pretty cool is, um, you know, the Jacksonville community is, is very close-knit. So with that, we have a, a special opportunity, you know, in our PR department, but, but with our organization as a whole, to really try to connect with the fans and, and become a part of the community. And I think it's that's tougher in the New York market just because of, obviously, the size of everything and the number of different sports teams. Um, but, you know, as the, the only NFL team, you know, we don't have Major League Baseball. Uh, we don't have the NHL. We don't have the NBA, so you know we kind of have a responsibility uh, to the city and to this area to, to provide that opportunity to our fans. So, uh, you know, I've I've found it to be an incredibly you know, gratifying experience. Um, you know, I'm still learning new stuff every day, and I'm I'm very appreciative. Like you mentioned at the beginning, uh, I love the social media realm and getting to interact with our fans. You know, I felt like I've learned a lot more about the culture and the history of the team from you know my interactions with the different people on on social media and some of those guys. You know, Bull City Cap, John's become a good friend of mine. And, and I go to him often trying to learn more about the fans and where everyone's mind is. Uh, I think that's important. You know, I, it, it's important for us in a PR role not to try to dictate, 
you know, what the fans are thinking, but on the other way, you know, we should take into account what everyone's thinking, what everyone's saying. Uh, and because of that, instead of being reactive, you know, work, work, work together to make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're, we're giving you guys the content and the access that you guys want. Well, I think that's one of the things that the fans especially appreciate about you. And, uh, you know, like I said, you have a lot of fans out there on Twitter. It's just the, the openness and the interaction um, that you have with, with everybody and just the team in general. I mean, it definitely theme, seems like, especially since Shad Khan bought the team, that uh, it's it's become not that they weren't very pro fan before, but there's def- definitely a difference in terms of openness and availability. Um, for example, I went to the, uh, the Jaguars Black uh, event uh, networking event not too long ago for the, for business people to kind of meet up and everything. That is a cool deal right there. Like I really like how creative the team has gotten and, and sort of getting people more engaged downtown and, and at the stadium. And, and I don't think that that sort of stuff is replicated that, that much in, in other, not only NFL teams, but, uh, professional sports in general. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jackson VP program, uh, Jags Black, um, you know, obviously now with Daly's place and our amphitheater opening, I, I think, you know, kudos to the organization, you know, our marketing department, all, you know, all those guys that have um, been very forward thinking and trying to think of new ways to not, you know, not only get people down to Everbank Field, um, you know, but to bring the community closer together. Uh, I, you know, it, it's something that, like you just said, you know, it is a very unique experience. It's something that you don't see around the NFL. Um, so I, I think that that is something that's very special with our organization. Uh, you know, keep trying to push the limits on that stuff and see what we could do. Uh, and going back to your initial point, um, you know, that the transparency of the team, it's something that the league is going that way. So it's about us creating that infrastructure and making sure we have the proper channels and the right avenues uh, to, to connect the fans with the team. Um, and social media has provided a great, you know, a great platform for that. Uh, but with that, you know, our, our digital team does a great job with the website, um, the live shows. Uh, you know, Patrick Kavanaugh runs that department and does a heck of a job. Uh, John Osher with his daily stuff. I, I think the cool part is with all those different things, we're all very open to different ideas. So, you know, if something's not going well, no one's set in their ways where they're not scared to adjust and, and uh, you know, change it up and make it better. Uh, I think we all have a very humble approach to it and are always open to, to new ideas and new challenges. So I think we're all kind of willing to take that stuff on. Uh, but it is fun. You know, we there's a lot of brainstorming sessions where we, you know, debate and throw ideas off each other on, on how we can do things better. Uh, and provide kind of new access. Um, and, you know, that's that's really what I try to use my Twitter account for. You know, we have our, our team account, which is um, you know, obviously has kind of its set ways of what it's what it's going to do, what items it's going to touch. Um, but there's a lot of things that, that I get to see and be privy to. Um, you know, working with our equipment staff, you know, they, they provide us a lot of very cool insight. Uh, so with that stuff, you know, the cleats, the jerseys, uh, things that most fans don't really get to see on a day-to-day basis, you know, if I get a glimpse into that world, it can show people kind of the, the ins and outs and the intricacies of the business. You know, to me, that's a lot of fun. But I think it makes, you know, the, it's fun for me to see the fans get to connect with different people in the organization as well. And the different people that have different roles that get to do different things. Uh, I think it's it's very cool to see the fans embrace those people as well. Right, right. Well, I mean, we definitely appreciate it and uh, everything you guys are doing. But kind of uh, the, to touch base on, on your uh, career, you know, you're a relatively young guy who's kind of shot his way up through the sports world and in pretty good time, I would say, in various positions. Um, and doing some research just uh, before we had you on, uh, there was an article that we'll definitely put in the uh, podcast description. Uh, it was frontofficesports.org 
uh, sort of an interview article about you with you uh, where you had given some advice to young folks just looking to get involved in the sports uh, business world. Um, what sort of, uh, you know, what's kind of the best advice that you typically share with sports fans out there who want to get into that business? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think for me, the biggest thing, you know, you have to you have to get experience on your resume. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people will reach out and, you know, they've been NFL fans their whole life and have watched football, know the game inside out, but um, you know their their background experiences. Um, you know, working at a, a retail store, it's it's hard it's hard to crack into the NFL if you're not putting yourself out there trying to learn different things. Um, you know, a lot of people think that the only route to get to the NFL is by you know working in professional football or working in college football, which you know I, th- I think is a, a misnomer. You, you you can work in minor leagues, you can work for your college teams, your your local minor, you know, any any way that you can get experience working around the sports community. You know, it's going to help you, and a lot of times. You know, working at a smaller organization, you're going to get to do even more. Um, you know, not as specific type roles. Uh, so that that'd be my first thing is you know find ways that you can get involved, uh, get some experience. Um, the second thing would be you know at this day and age, it's it's such a competitive field. You have to find ways to stand out. So you know how are you going to separate yourself from from the other people that are applying for this role? Um, so you know with us right now, um, you know we have a, an opportunity with our social media opening. Um, so you know we're going to get a ton of applicants, and with that, how are you know how are different people going to separate themselves? It's a it's a very fascinating aspect. Yeah, you know, there's so much that goes on. I'm sure you know behind the scenes in the business aspect of sports, and it seems like you you also bring some international experience uh, to the table working in Australia. And you know, the Jags obviously have really tried to make their presence felt in the UK. Um, and I know that I have actual personal friends that live in, in Denmark and they actually, you know, he, he talks about the Jags all the time, you know, and a lot, and we get a lot of feedback also internationally from the podcast. So like how involved are you in that uh, outreach and has that experience helped, you know, the team and, and the organization grow? Yeah. I'm for me, uh, I, I played basketball in college, so I was always trying to, like I just kind of mentioned, you know, find ways that I could get involved and, and get some experience. And because of, basketball i wasn't able to do a you know a fall internship or a spring internship so for me the really the only opportunity where i had some time was during the summer so during that summer uh, going into my senior year i went down to australia uh, worked with the national basketball league down there and that was really my first pr involvement and it was during that internship that i you know i kind of set a plan in motion and really realized that pr was what i wanted to do with my career um the, the international aspect of it i think it, the most important part that i learned being in australia was you have to, you can't take your ways and go somewhere else and try to apply them. You need to learn that market. You have to learn the fan base, um, you know, learn what things work there that work at home, but also, you know, what what are different avenues that you can take? What are some new ideas uh, that might not work in your home market, but that you can take somewhere else and apply them? Um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to take credit for the stuff that we're doing in, in London. Um, you know, we're heavily involved in the process, but we have people over there uh, Hussein Naki oversees our international plan planning. Uh, he's over in London, um, and and they do an unbelievable job. You know, for for our team, obviously, you know, in 2013 was the first time we played over there. Um, so, in, you know, in four years, I think we've come a long way in in terms of our uh, our footprint in that city. Uh, but there's still a ton of work to do, and it's it's been very cool to see um, the people over there and the fans over there um, in the United Kingdom, but also in Europe as a whole, as you mentioned. Uh, it's cool to see them really adopt the sport. Uh, it, it'd be great to say that, you know, 
the Jaguars are the only ones doing it, but um, the, the fans are really the ones that are pushing for it. You know, they love American football. Um, they're craving for it, and, and then their desire to learn more about the game has really created that growth over there. So, you know, every time that we play, uh, it's fun to see how much more, you know, how much more exciting the game is because as they're, they're gaining knowledge of the sport, and as that knowledge grows, uh, you know, they're more into it. They understand that, you know, a big third and four, when that comes up, they understand what that means to the game now. Whereas I think the first year when we were playing over there, you know, only four years ago, um, you know, every tackle, every kickoff, people, they, they would cheer at the most random thing. So, you know, that, you know, yeah, and, and honestly, cheers to their culture for really taking it head on and learning the sport. Um, and it, it's cool to see that the NFL support it as well. You know, there's, you know, four more games this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if that increases in the future. Um, you know, playing at Wembley is a, you know, I, I'm, I'm a soccer fan as well, and getting to play our game in Wembley every year. Um, unbelievable atmosphere. Um, you know, I, to me, nothing compares to playing at Everbank Field. I think that's a, you know, we have a very unique venue that, I'm, uh, I, that I love. Um, but playing at Wembley is, is pretty cool. You know, just understand the history of, of soccer and get to play our games there and, and see how many people come out and support the Jaguars. Uh, it's been very cool to see that development take place. And obviously we're still under contract for many, for a couple more years over at Wembley. So, um, you know, I hope to see that just continue to grow as it has been. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's a, such a great move on the, on the, the, you know, the part of the team for doing that. But one cool thing that I actually have a lot of fun with as a side note with our podcast, and I don't know if it has to do with how much of a military town that Jacksonville is, but we'll pull the statistics for the folks that just listen to just our podcast and it'll actually separate it by where they're at physically, you know, geographically. And so we'll have listeners in Malaysia and South Korea. And I think Derek, we've even shouted out a couple of the countries or uh, locations and then they'll you know shoot us a facebook message and say hey i'm in the u.s military and you know i moved from jacksonville a while back and so uh the jags almost have kind of a unique perspective um when it comes to international because we have so many people that have come through at one point or the other uh especially through the military that it almost kind of creates a sort of a marketing strategy in itself yeah and i mean first and foremost uh thank you to all of our servicemen and women out there um you know, I think that's that's something that's very cool on, for our organization. Uh, we we are very grateful and very appreciative of all the work that they do, uh, not only in Jacksonville uh, with the two naval bases, uh, but like you said, you know, all over the world. Um, and you know, we we've mentioned it many many times. We have a very transient fan base. Um, you know, people come down to Jacksonville and get stationed at NAS Jacks, and while they're down here, they become Jaguars fans. And then their their next deployment might be uh, in Hawaii. But maybe they leave Jacksonville and, and take the Jaguars as part of their family, you know, take it with them to Hawaii, and then they start spreading that. So you're right. You know, it is cool. Uh, we, we do have a very unique market and a very unique fan base. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm the son of, of two Air Force veterans. Uh, you know, they're obviously not maybe and not stationed in Jacksonville, but, you know, we, we bounce around, and I, I know how that works, and it's, it's very tough on their families. But if we can provide them with, you know, an experience or an opportunity to come out and, you know, let their mind just – just focus on sports, sport for a little bit. Um, you know, that's a, a great opportunity for us. But, you know, again, thank you so much to those folks uh, for all that they do. It, it makes what we do seem like, you know, a joke. Well, speaking of social media, we saw today, actually, and a lot of people were getting super excited about this opening. So I'm sure you guys will have uh, about two to three million applicants. Um, <laughs> you tweeted about the Jags having a uh, social media manager opening in the marketing department. And, uh, you know, this has kind of become an important position in, in most professional sports teams nowadays. I mean, you see, like, I think one that I like to, to follow, and I'm not even an Atlanta Hawks fan, 
Uh, their Twitter accounts always really funny and, and different NBA teams have little feuds on there. Um, but you also see some teams and a lot of you guys can Google the Houston Rockets, kind of what happened with them uh, a couple years back where the social media guy maybe went a little too far. So, you know, what's a good balance in sports nowadays for, for effective social media marketing? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it there's a there's a very tough line that you have to walk in, in that role. Every tweet that you push out, you know, you're speaking on behalf of the organization. So you're speaking on behalf of the owner, you're speaking on behalf of the head coach, the quarterback, the general manager, uh, you know, the entire front office, all the players. Uh, that's a lot of pressure. And and the way I kind of look at it is, you know, every time you're tweeting something out, you know, those those 104 characters, that's that's a press release. Every time you're pushing that out, you're 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 speaking on behalf of the team. So, you know, you have to take a lot of pride and a lot of, and, and really focus on everything that's going on. And is it articulating our messaging properly? Uh, but like you said, you know, the Hawks, Hawks are a great example. Um, you know, I have a, a platform called Tweet Deck, uh, you know, where I'm tracking our players, tracking our, uh, you know, our, all, all of our different media members. Uh, but with that, I track every NBA team, every MLB team, NHL, NFL. Um, you know, I want to see what those other teams are doing. Um, you know, we, we look for ideas and look for inspiration and different things and, and different um, different items that those guys are pushing out. Um, but you're right; it, it is a it's a very tough line. Um, you want to make sure that you're you're engaging with your fan base as items or things come up uh, in the social world. Um, you know, obviously with the Oscars and the Emmys and different things like that, there's always going to be opportunities uh, for you as a team to kind of interject yourself in those conversations. Uh, but you have to make sure you do it, you know, in a in a calculated way. You can't you can't step into those those situations, um, you know, ill-prepared or else, you know, it's going to come back to get you. So like, uh, like you said, um, you know, a big role in our organization, uh, we're, we're excited about filling it. Uh, Carlos Oliveira has, has done that job for the last year and has done a, a heck of a job. Um, he's kind of, he's got promoted. He's going to oversee our website. So with that, you know, we have this opening and, you know, we expect a lot of people to apply. And I think with that, you know, we're going to get some really talented people. And that's going to be, you know, going through the interview process with Steve Ziff and our marketing department and Sarah Elos, uh, who is our director of content. And, you know, when those guys figure out who the right person for the role is, um, you know, like you said, it's a big, big aspect of our organization, uh, getting to take on that project. So, you know, I'm excited. I work very closely with, with the social media person, at, I mean, as you can expect. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, what direction we go. Yeah, no, that'll probably be a lot of a – it'll be a rush, you know, to – you always have a, some fans that, you know, dream of working, uh, you know, for their favorite special professional team. And you might have some out there that actually have the talent to do it, you know, just never really put themselves out there, like you said earlier. Um, so, you know, last question here, Tad. This was going to kind of go uh, off the off the path we've been going on. But you, you mentioned that you played uh, some, some hoops in uh, college. Uh, any of the players uh, ever challenge you or you ever uh, said, you know, they ever, you know, take you uh, say, oh, he's just a PR guy. You ever beat up on any of them? Uh, that, you know, that's the actually a great question. That's actually a great question. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I think it was, what, two off-seasons ago? It must have been like 2014 or 2015. It might have been two or three off-seasons ago. Uh, and, and they let us at UNF, they let us go over there and play some pickup ball uh, on the game court and everything. And they would take, you know, put all the hoops down for us. Um we we have some good players, man. I think I haven't I haven't played with Allen Robinson, but he has on on many occasions showed me his highlight reel from high school. Um, and I, I definitely I definitely don't have the athleticism to keep up with him there. I think he's got we got like a forty two inch vertical. I was like, I, yeah, I, I, you're leaving me in the dust if you're jumping forty two inches. Um, but but I mean, you, you can ask some Derek Marks. There was one time, man, where he was, he was guarding me. I was giving him giving him multiple buckets. 
I don't think he would ever admit it publicly. Uh, but I was, you know, I, I had him in the mid range, took him out to three, beat him off the dribble, next session down, hit him with a couple threes. Um, we, we have a lot of fun, man. The, the locker room, uh, you know, the new guys we added for agency, the guys that we have, a lot of like just really good people. Um, so that's, I think that's one of my favorite aspects of the job is, you know, getting to, to build relationships with those guys. Uh, you know, you get to know them on a personal level and you really become invested in, in you know, not only their football careers, uh, but their personal development and seeing those guys grow up. So, um, you know, our, our young guys, you know, I've been here since 2013 and, um, you know, the 2014 class, obviously with, you know, Blake and A-Rob and Marquise and Hearns, Linder, you know, Kelvin, you can see all these guys grow up. Um, so it's been very cool to see them all mature. And, and, and like you said, you know, you, you build these experiences on and off the field. Uh, and, and basketball was just one of those things that really, you know, helped connect me with those guys. Very cool, man. Very cool. You have to promise us that next time there's a pickup game, you're going to post the video on Jaguars.com, okay? <laughs> Deal? You, you'll have to follow me on Snapchat. Every, every once in a while, if I'm feeling a little froggy and getting off the ground a little bit, I'll, I'll post a video on there every once in a while. I'm still getting up above the rim, but uh, it's, it's more of a rarity now, so I, I can't say it happens too frequently. All right. Well, we really appreciate it, Tad. Uh, definitely sticking by the uh, the super special guest uh uh, name for you there so uh, again tad is the senior manager of public relations with the jacksonville jaguars definitely follow him on twitter he is a great follow on twitter and uh again thanks for joining the podcast we really appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much i, I had a great time appreciate it thank you and uh, guys, just remember, Down by the Bank is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and now we were also on TuneIn Radio, so check us out on there. Uh, and if you're on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it if you would possibly take the time to leave us a rating and review. So uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No. Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.